Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show. Today, we're talking about ADHD with Andrew Critchett. My name's Chris Sutton. This is Mental Conversations. I'm sure I can be so Take a good look. Boom, and we're live. Um, I'm looking at the beautiful face of Andrew Critchett. Uh, Mr. C, how are you? Steady on there, mate. Steady on. I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Um, nice, to, nice to be here, looking, looking back at you equally uh, suave. One of my favourite people. Um, I've been trying to get you on this programme for a long time, and it's finally come. And you're, um, I, I'd imagine, it's just a guess, you might be a bit anxious about this. Yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's just a conversation. It's just me and you shooting the shit. We've done it plenty of times before. Um, <laughs> always, always thoroughly enjoyed it. Always come back energized yeah. and positive. And um, yeah, so bring bring those vibes on, Chris. Yeah, so exactly. So what could possibly go wrong? So, and like, and essentially, do you know, the, re- the reason that I've wanted you to like, see, see, I've wanted you to come on and talk about anything you want um because you're you're a bit of a kind of guru hero of mine when it comes to talking about mental health stuff and how much like effort and how much work you've put into communities around it with ground up um i know people don't people don't necessarily know what we're talking about but it might be for another show that because today we're going to talk about adhd um and yeah, but I just wanted to throw it out there. I'm going to just tell very quickly. I remember the first time we met in a coffee shop, of course, and cool. uh, we bounced off each other talking about like marketing ideas and and all this stuff. And I was like, Do you know what? When you get someone that's passionate about talking about mental health stuff, um, I've, I try and reel them into this show pretty quickly, and it's only taken me three years. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we we were throwing the cur- a few curveballs along the yeah, way. Yeah, something uh, like something called COVID yeah, didn't help, did it? But um, so mm. tell me a little, just tell me a little bit about your your ADHD because it's something that's been relatively recently diagnosed for you, isn't it? Fairly, and also, I don't mind saying, a fairly late midlife diagnosis as well. So, um, I kind of, I think, to set the context of of it all, I kind of need to rewind a little bit. Um, um, as you know, as we've talked about, as I've shared in other in other forums and other places. I <clears throat> I attempted suicide back in twenty twenty sixteen. Um, don't mind sharing that publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and this is possibly another, another, you know, something for another, another conversation as well. Um, Cause we you know we've, we've, we've talked about this quite a lot. So it was, it was actually part of the unpicking of that that led me to, um, and I don't think I'm necessarily unusual in this, possibly in a, in a smaller percentage, you know, relating to the, 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 the suicide thing, but I have heard this similar story kind of retold and related several times that people actually get to a point of absolute distress um, before they sort of start to realize that that's that, you know, that, that something's wrong and something's underlying is wrong. So my sort of post attempt diagnosis was, I guess the standard one really was depression and anxiety, burnout, depression and anxiety were the things I was being treated for, being, um, once I 
getting therapy for because accessing a lot of a lot of support through the NHS, you know, through through public health anyway, where without the you know the ability to go private can be very problematic. Lots of obstacles in the way, mainly financial. Um, nothing new, nothing new there, unfortunately. Um, and I just felt at the time there was this kind of underlying thing. You know, we talk about you know the depression and the anxiety, but I just found myself because I wasn't responding in the way that I thought I might to any of the treatment. And I just sort of found myself asking myself, found myself asking myself, um, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's something deeper here that, that, that's, that's being missed. Um, and I don't know where, where it came from. Um, but I just found myself reading something about ADHD one day and my, my kind of, I guess the same with a lot of people, the understanding of ADHD is basically, you know, a naughty schoolboy running amok in the classroom, uncontrollable, but it's not that. It's not that. I mean, it, it, sorry, it is that, but there's a whole load more around it as well. Um, you know, the hyperactivity um, element of that. I mean, I've been diagnosed with inattentive type, but actually the hyperactivity happens in your mind, in your head. Um, is that analogy of having, you know, a <clears throat> hundred browser tabs open in your mind at any one time and they're all competing for attention and, you know, one of them's playing music that you don't like and you can't find which one it is to turn it off. Uh, what an amazing description. <laughs> yeah. Jam. It sounds, it sounds, uh, it sounds horrible. You know, it sounds horrible to be blunt. It sounds really uncomfortable and really confusing and, and like hard yeah. to, hard to kind of just manage then day to day. It's, it's exhausting. It does make a lot of day-to-day things just, you know, just getting through the day. Very, very tiring. Uh, it just feels like, and, I, and I'm sure I've read something somewhere, it, it takes somebody with ADHD twice as long or twice as much energy or something to achieve something that a, a neurotypical person can, can, can do, can achieve. Um, and, you know, and, and, and it, it's the science around ADHD is, is, is kind of fairly young, fairly, you know, still evolving, still evolving all the time. Um, but it's, you know, it is all down to dopamine levels in the brain. So, so there's, you know, there's a lot of brain chemistry, brain workings around it and the, and, and the way that you know, transmitters work and, and, and communicate with different, you know, different areas of the brain relating to our ability to, you know, manage things like manage manage projects for example where you know you can kind of see the end point you kind of know where you're at at the moment but joining the dots up mm, can be getting, quite getting there quite finding good. your way through it so so, exactly. so there's a few there's a few things i want to ask you about mm. so like one of the first ones is like you say it was quite it, it's a relatively late you know well pretty late time in your life that they've you've had this kind of um can i call it a label you know some people find labels really helpful um to actually have something as um like i just tell you very quickly story so when i first went to a gp about my um the way i was feeling and it was like anxiety and depression um they um or i went or it was a, a psychotherapist i think eventually and they said oh you have generalized anxiety disorder and i remember part of me being like yes i've got something i can google 
<laughs> you know, I can kind of go and right now I can get fixed, you know, and it's like the wrong for me anyway, it was the wrong attitude to go and like, now I can fix this. Um, but it, but, but once you, once they actually said actually, yeah, ADHD, how did, how did that impact on, on you hearing, hearing that? Um, that's really, that's a really interesting question because I did have a conversation with a, with, with a friend while I was waiting for the, for the, for the diagnosis. And they said, do you, you know, do you really want to go through this? What, you know, what, what difference is it, you know, what difference is it going to make? And I was quite stunned by the question because, you know, it's like if you've got a physical illness and you don't feel right, you want to know what it is so you can do something about it. You can fix it. You can, you know, you can learn to live with it. You can, you know, you can learn about it and, you know, and okay, you know, with, with ADHD, it's not curable, but, you know, there are, there are, you know, there's medication, there's tools, there are things out there that, that enable you to do it. And I think also, and this is kind of where I am at my, on my journey with it at the moment, it kind of enables you. And again, talking about it and talking with lots of other people about it, you know, to see it through the lens of having this condition to actually be a little bit more compassionate with yourself when you don't kind of. Yeah what you think you should be able to do or i mean you must know what it's like you know you can well, you can wake up one morning and completely for no reason you can think of and put your finger on you just haven't got the energy to do anything mm-hmm. yeah and until you've actually been there and experienced that you know it's 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 hard for lots of people to well and i think do you know one of the thing one of the key things that i'd i'd like reinforce there and what you've said is your experience of the world is the only one you've ever experienced. And so it's very difficult to, you can listen to other people, you can have conversations with other people. It's something I've always found, this is a random thing to talk about, but you you might know the answer. I don't understand when people know they're, if people know they're colorblind. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, if I'm looking at grass and I think that's orange, well, yeah, but surely my view of that when people say that's green is green. So I get re- I get really confused with that. But anyway, but my but like your experience of something is the only experience you've ever had. So actually, yeah. when they do the 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 testing that that go the that that will uncover the way that you react to certain situations or or however else they did it, to actually go, oh, you know, you do actually view things in a, in a different way in this in this way, and actually, there's other people that experience things in these ways and actually doing these things can help them on their way through life and you go wow why wouldn't you do that that so yeah. so it's a positive thing isn't it it's a good it's a I, good thing i i i think so yeah um I, yeah without a doubt I, I, absolutely yeah so with that in mind once you had that um what have you started to do about it what are you able to do about it in terms of to make your life easier and more manageable? And you described having difficulties on, say, a project getting from here, you know, at the beginning to the end, you know, where the end point is, but it's joining those dots up. You know, is there is is there a way of doing that? Um, yeah, there's 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 things that I'm I'm learning, you know, because it is a it is a continuous journey, and also you know, trying out different you know different different tactics, different ideas, you know, finding different tools because they can all work differently for different people and at different times as, as, as well. So, you know, it is, it is a constant journey of, uh, you know, kind of learning and evaluation. Um, 
so I mean, because because my diagnosis came quite late, so I was like fifty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I don't look it. Thank you. Um, yeah, my microphone cut out then as I said it. I, I, I thought so. There was a glitch. <laughs> um, and because obviously because of what I'd been through and and the kind of how my mind was in the run up to to attempting to take my own life, you know, the feelings that I had of frustration, shame, guilt fear just just a whole load of, of of negative emotion it's actually taken quite a long time to to unpick mm. to unpick all of that um I'm, I'm you know i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm not i'm not like anywhere near um on on where i want where i would like to be on, on this on this journey right now yeah um and i think i think also um covid and the whole lockdown thing, my experience of it was it actually kind of made things a lot worse in a way. Because the thing with ADHD, in my experience, is, you know, we are innately very creative, you know, very creative people. Always got, you know, kind of lots of ideas, ideas for, you know, businesses, starting, you know, lots of people start new hobbies and, you know, sort of start things and then stop doing that and then pick up on something else as well. So the, the brain's always looking, you know, always looking for that dopamine hit, that 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 stimulation. And I kind of, because I've got a background in in graphic design, that's where my sort of first first career was, this sort of whole idea of, of you know, of kind of creating businesses if you like i find quite interesting and quite quite stimulating mm. over lockdown i was like creatively i was like a kid in the sweet shop yeah there's so much time i'm out to kind of thing after thing after thing stuff but how many of them actually saw fruition what's that no. oh i see yeah <laughs> well you know, it's... yeah i i yeah it's hard isn't it because some some of it i'm just gonna i'm gonna challenge you on one thing there i mean this isn't through covid this is before covid but like your um the coffee shop that 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 you had and i know you know because of covid was uh ceased but like that was something that you actually followed through to uh, with and and was brilliant how many people did i bring there <laughs> to, to no, see you and go look check no. out this guy <laughs> really really i mean obviously really you know said it loads of time but really appreciated that you know that 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 support i mean that was again now this so this is this is an interesting thing with a you know with adhd if you've got people around you that you know are trying to get to the same point and 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 create you know and there's and there's deadlines in place so the the, the whole there's a whole thing that comes with it as well, which is labeled as, as, as hyperfocus. Uh, and, and we tend to leave things a lot, a lot to the last minute. Mm-hmm. Then we kind of can get into this zone where we can, you know, can get incredible things done. Like you read loads about, you know, students that don't do any work for a whole semester and then just cram everything into the last weekend and, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. somehow you know, kind of scrape by um and you know get the get the so it's the, so so it's possible to get into this zone of hyper focus yeah, but the thing with it is it kind of puts you in a in that state of almost constant fight or flight so your nervous system is yeah. so heightened and and 
burnout with people that with ADHD, I think is 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 quite commonplace. I would say we have like little mini burnouts probably once or twice a month where we need to take some time out and you know and and, and reset because we do you know some of the you know some of the other traits of ADHD that aren't necessarily focused upon. Uh, when when going through that diagnostic process, you know, sort of, you know, there's things around those rejections, sensitive dysphoria, which is this whole idea that, you know, you don't do something because of the fear of it being re- rejected. But it's a whole new level beyond, you know, beyond anxiety. Okay. Anger, anger management is is a you know is is another one that's, that's obviously linked to that. So there's this whole kind of set of comorbidities that that are only, I guess really coming to be explored a lot more and i've started to learn a lot and all in they're interlinked so so with with that right this is the ultimate thing for me with this in terms of talking to you as a friend like how challenging how hard do you find it you mentioned it earlier on and it's a really like it's a crap expression but uh, it's just it's just a cheesy expression, but how hard do you find it to be kind to yourself and compassionate with yourself about it? Because the way you're talking so eloquently and so, and, you know, that your understanding of what is happening within your mind and you're describing it to, to me as, right, it's like having all these tabs open and then not knowing which one the music's playing from. You know, you're a, a reasonable man. That if someone, if you, if someone else described that to you, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, mate, you know, give yourself a break because that sounds bloody awful and really, really hard to navigate." So, don't be so hard on yourself. You're a great guy, and then you've got all these great things going for you. You know, and you'd list them to your mate, like, like I can list you, you, your love of music, your sense of humour, uh, your beautiful beard, uh, like all these all these things that i know about you and i love about you but how how hard is it for you to accept those things within yourself and to tell yourself those things quite difficult still i think i'm going back to what i said earlier about you know sort of unpacking the i guess the trauma that was kind of linked to everything that i've that i've been through Hmm. i'm almost i'm almost gaslighting myself in a way right I'm still thinking, right, I can, you know, I can, I can do all these things. I'm just going to, you know, tomorrow's going to be different. I'm going to get up early and I'm going to do stuff. And, you know, some days, you know, I can surprise myself. I can get quite a lot done. Other days, it, you know, it is a, it, it, it can be a struggle. And I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm better than I was, but I'm yeah. still on, I'm still on that process. I actually, I actually made some, because uh, it get very ADHD thing. I kind of was sat there. We talked about the anxiety around doing this. So yesterday and this morning, I sat and wrote like loads of notes of things that I kind of didn't want to forget because our working memory is right. is rubbish, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these kind of things that I didn't want to forget. And I've actually got them on my computer, but I can't see them because your lovely face is in the way. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking at them. I'm not really. You can minimise me. You can minimise me if you like. I think I think putting them down probably you know kind of probably helped was was some form of therapy. Anyway, sort of at the end of it, I put I gave myself a little review of where I thought I was now and where I want to be. Sort of zero B. I can't, God, I can't remember what I put it, but you know zero being of absolute you know 
worst place possible in 10 yeah. minutes, right? So I'm putting myself at around a four and a half, five at the moment, knowing mm. that I've got a lot of work that I still want to do. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. but you're doing a lot of the right things, Andrew, in terms of like the – so, I mean, who, who am I to tell you to, what the right thing is? But like reflecting on how on, – on successes, you know? looking at where you want to be actually setting a target setting a goal of actually what you're trying to achieve whether it's a big thing or a small thing is is i think a really powerful way to be but it comes that it comes even becomes even more powerful if you do that reflection regularly so to go look where i was so look where you were in 2016 you know yeah. and then and then look where you are now and so you so the important thing about that is if you see that as you know what what clearly you'd see as being like your your lowest ebb your lowest point then like you say you are a four and a half one of my favorite things to do you'll love this you'll do this forever more now don't make it out of 10 make it out of 100 i bloody love that i like <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I like I, because I, I think 10 is too small a metric like <laughs> sometimes you're kind of like yeah and then there'll be different 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 aspects of your life where you're feeling kind of better in you know like you know like have you done that wheel of life stuff where yes. you you know yeah. i've talked about it on this podcast loads of times but you know you google it anyone out there but you you pick seven or eight eight um or eight or ten different aspects of your life and then score yourself you know for for where you are and where you'd like to be and then have a look at how balanced that kind of circle is and and you'll you'll see that some areas it might be like you know romantic relationships you might be like mm, i'm a one <laughs> yes out of a hundred um, like, and, and then there might be there might be other things where you're like uh but my job oh i'm actually nailing it i'm like i'm a i'm an 86 uh on that and it's like eh, well maybe i should put a little bit more um of my focus on trying to find some romance you know and because it's it's a hard it's hard to give yourself just that overall score as to how you're doing isn't it because you when you actually yeah yeah i think I, I think that was purely through the lens of you know where i felt i guess with the work that i do rather than yeah some of the other areas of, of life okay. which are better than that and there's one or two that are probably a bit less yeah can, right, I've got something else. I'm going to completely change tack. Not completely, but because I'm really interested in this. Do you have, it's going to be a really short conversation, this, if your answer is no. <laughs> Do you have any other friends or family or groups that you're in contact with, the people who, who have ADHD? Yes. Right, thank God for that. Could have been a real, <laughs> could have been a real dead end, that. Um, right. how, is... how, how, how helpful is that to you? So, I'd say very very helpful um i mean i know we all or a lot of the time you know we kind of cite social media and excessive use of social media as not being a great thing for our mental health but actually there are adhd communities on twitter and funnily enough i've, I've kind of discovered on linkedin as well a lot of people are sharing more and more on linkedin right uh, which i've found very 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 powerful and, and very very supportive as well 
Um, in fact, um, a kind of a, a comment on on a post on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago has led to me being invited to be on a panel to discuss ADHD and entrepreneurship kind of next next week as well. So shameless plug for, for that. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Um, because it, it, it is one of those things, um, I think, when you if you've got some, if you can speak to literally like minded people, then that can be really beneficial. And I know that <clears throat> from my own experiences with anxiety, um, I felt, <laughs> I was a little bit, I shouldn't be embarrassed by this, but I always feel a little bit embarrassed with this. Um, I felt when I first talked about my anxiety with, with somebody and they were like, oh yeah, loads of people feel like that. You can go and get some support over here. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm special. You know, yeah. no, there's a problem. I've got a problem. Don't belittle my problem by <coughs> saying someone else has got it. Um, but actually, yeah. the, the 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 true reality of it for me in meeting through people through peer to peer support groups and and then actually through other people just reaching out to me and uh, you know knowing a little bit about my own story. Um, there's been lots of different things that I've learned along the way that I can try. Some have worked, some haven't, but it's been a really good process it's been a really good you know um tool in the toolbox is like reaching out to those other people so you know how's that for you i think it goes it goes back to what we we're chatting about earlier as well as you know actually you know having the diagnosis and therefore having that you know that that badge that you know thing that you can identify with is it then it enables you to you know sort of you know find find your tribe i guess um you know people have experience something similar are experiencing something similar you know we're all on different stages of our you know of our journey and we can you know lift each other up and and, and support each other on that yeah. as well as as you know as reciprocal you know kind of you know do that How, which i think is quite a, is quite a powerful thing to do it is and if you're helping others as well by sharing your own experiences it absolutely is um is something that can help just just being there for for someone else and being able to see that advice or you know that, that they take on board that you've given is yeah. i mean maybe that's another one of those dopamine hits that you're talking about actually but um how about um in terms also, of um i think that's also part of that whole you know kind of breaking down the stigma around mental health as you know as a whole isn't it the more that we can readily just you know sit down with somebody and just say you know this is happening this has gone on this is what i'm experiencing this is what i'm feeling you know what happens with that right this is this is a fascinating thing for me at the minute um you know really being treating people fairly you know equality um diversity and like in essentially inclusion there's so much fear there's so much fear around it when you know especially when when someone is open such as I've been and such as you like you know and such as you are um it's quite often people don't know what to do with it do they no. you know because they no. don't they don't know what it is and therefore they'll just go even even with the best intentions can quite often be like okay I hear I hear what you're saying but what does that mean like what do I do how do I do I need to treat you in a different way and so have you have you found any kind of difficulties with with being open about it um 
Yeah, there's you know there's there's been a there's been a few instances um, um, for sure. I'm just I'm just trying to think what what they what they were and when. But I think the main the main thing the main thing is that the more the more we are sort of you know normalizing these normalizing these conversations, and it isn't necessary for other people to have the answers. It's just to give the person the the space to the space mm. to talk about it, and I think. You know, I think that's possibly one of the things where where you know people can go wrong is the oh you know shit I need to, I need to give this person a you know I need to give this person an answer say something yeah. that's, you know change their world light them up again but actually that that isn't that isn't going to happen. No, you you you've, what you've just said there is really powerful. You know, anyone listening to this, just listen to the person. They're not always they're not always asking. In fact, often they're not asking for anything. They're just saying, they're just saying how it is for them. And the fact that you then have the knowledge that that's how it is for them just might make you think a little bit differently the next time you're in a certain situation or circumstance, uh, you know, to just be like, uh, have a little bit more understanding. And there's that word compassion again. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think we, you know, we are just primed to always be right. You know, gotta you know, gotta answer this problem. Gotta deal with this. Gotta you know, tick that box. But sometimes it's you know, just gotta remove ourselves from that from that thought process. Yeah, I think that's something that um, I think that's something that kind of came out. I don't know whether I've read it somewhere or, or it's, it's something came out of because I'm a quali- trained qualified mental health first aider so you know something that, that kind of came out from that about just you know giving people the you know the space and then and then being able to you know to signpost them to, you know to to guide them to you know somewhere that yeah. they, you know that they might need if, if if that's what they need in the moment yeah I, and that's that's another key thing is just it's not about trying to fix people is it it's not about trying to fix no. people. Do no, you find we, we can't? We haven't got those. You know, we haven't got those skills or that that experience to do that. Are you, are you able to? Yeah, I, I'm a mental health first aider as well, and it, it it is it's quite hard when people reach out um, to to remember that you know actually you're there to signpost. It's not mm. you know you're not. I'm not a trained counsellor. I'm a mental health first aider. You know, you don't when you go to a physical first aid you know a first aider because you have a paper cut in the office or something i don't know whatever um <laughs> it's you know you then still go and get treated for for whatever it is you know somewhere else but um i'm really i'm keen to ask you uh we've got uh, yeah about five minutes left do you see are you able to embrace any of the positives around it are you able to look at it and go this comes out of it that's a positive for me. I'm hesitating, aren't I? Um, it's fine. It's a difficult question. Yeah. Yes, 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 and and no. I mean, one of the one of the so we talked about the coffee shop that I opened, and that was so one of the traits of, of ADHD is this sort of impulsivity. It's just you know, kind of just doing something and getting on with something and i've changed careers once significantly from from working in the creative industries to set up a food business it was quite impulsive but i had this kind of big idea of something that i wanted to do again it, again quite an, an adh an adhd thing um 
So I think one of one of the positives are that if something really kind of, you know, kind of grabs you, kind of gets you and think, can I swear? Can I say fuck yeah? I'm going to do this. Sure. We can kind of we can channel that and can get them and do it. Um, you know, hence owning a coffee shop with you know very little money to do it, but with an idea that I wanted to bring mainly guys together um you know to just to, to talk about the mental health that was the, that was the underlying reason of of, of of doing that um but i've <laughs> i've equally also experienced you know the downsides of when that and this is doesn't relate to the coffee shop at all because that, that that closed due to reasons mainly around around covid but kind mm. of other things that i've done where actually the end result has not been what I wanted and it's kind of it has equally created a bit of a what's the right words um um just fearful that that might happen again all right okay so you've got that hesitancy around yeah. Yeah, <clears> what I might to, happen next yeah which is something I need to you know I need to work through and I need to get over you know because you know, I have done some things in my life that I'm incredibly proud of, <laughs> some things I'm incredibly not. Um, and a lot of people talk about, you know, ADHD as 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 being or having this inherent kind of like superpower. And that can and does work for some people. Um, and in some instances, you know, I'm, I'm going to give Michael Phelps as an example. So he was diagnosed with ADHD quite early on, I think nine mm. or something like that. And swimming was the way that, you know, he could channel that hyperactivity. And obviously at that time and at that age, um, you know, he was kind of thrown a lot of resources around him to channel that and became massively successful. I really thought you were going to say thrown in at the deep end then. I was ah. <laughs> this is just a rehearsal. Isn't it? I, I can put I can that next time. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. I'll edit it out. Look, and Andrew, look, we're we're running out of time, and I and I'm, yeah. I, I just I just want to be really clear that like you know I massively appreciate you taking the time to come and and talk to me about this, and there's people out there that will learn, you know, that will um, listen to you, and I'm sure that the fact that I'll call it ADHD, they'll listen to it because they have ADHD, and they'll be like, aha, someone else, a kindred spirit, and they'll recognise a lot of the things you've said, and hopefully a lot of people out there that that don't have ADHD that go, okay. I get some more about it now. I understand it. Please, for me, because I know you won't do it for yourself. Yeah, the, you know, you've got things you're not proud of in the past, things you're proud of. Focus on those proud things. Look at the future as, as like it's a blank canvas. So whatever happens next, you know, you you can absolutely fly. I've seen you do it. And you're an incredibly, incredibly talented man. People are going to be like, why are you talking so nicely about this man? Trust me, people <laughs> out there listening, if you get to meet him in person, give him a big hug and uh, you'll be a better person for it so look, thank you for coming on yeah thank you chris it's been i've enjoyed it um i'm smiling i'm laughing um yeah all the, the anxiety that i had earlier about doing it, it's probably been the best therapy session i've never paid for <laughs> well you're very welcome you're very welcome and i'll get you to come back on again I and talk about talk about some of the other things because there's a million things i'd like to talk to you about so but thank you and thank you guys out there for listening as always another episode will be winging its way to you soon thanks everyone <laughs>